You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host. Thank you for tuning in to Everything Apostolic. And we're so excited to uh, bring you another broadcast, another podcast, I should say. We're going to continue with a subject. We've had two lessons entitled Evil Spirits and Christians. Today we're going to talk about evil spirits and Christians. Again, this will be the third uh, lesson. And I want to start out with a scripture here, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 26. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Oh my. So how does an evil spirit enter a person? Well, you know, I, I, I go into, I'm not going to go in that, that deep here on the podcast, but I'll touch on this a little bit. But I did go quite a bit deeper in my book entitled Satan, Demons, and You. And, um, you know, if you're interested, you can pick that up. It's very inexpensive uh, on Amazon. But anyway, how does it, a, an evil spirit enter a person? Well, there's more than one way, but we're going to talk about uh, the most common way. Now, because a spirit is in a person does not mean that he is possessed by that spirit. It just means that he's influenced. Uh, now, it's my opinion. It's my personal opinion. Um, and I, I have, if if it matters, um, I believe I, I have the backing of, uh, you know, other preachers, even like Verbal Bean, the late Verbal Bean, you know, but it's my opinion that every unsaved person has a spirit or spirits that are not of God. Doesn't mean he's possessed at all, but there are torments to these spirits. And even as the late Verbal Bean said, Many, many years ago, he's been passed, I believe, since maybe the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, he passed. I don't know. So it's been a long time, but um, on an old cassette tape, and I have many teachings by him, but he was talking about it, and he said it was his conviction, and I, I would hold it true just being involved in this a little bit, but it's, it's my position, too, as his, that every backslider... Every backslider that was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, leaves God, goes back out into the world and just licks up its vomit again and begins to you know, participate in the world. I, those individuals pick up many spirits 
the spirits that they had when they were first saved, before they were saved, those spirits come back and they bring with him uh, many other spirits to enter into that person. Then the last state of that individual is so much worse off. It could be alcohol, drugs, perversion, crime, lying, deception, just all kinds of criminal activity, just evil that is so compounded in their life. It could be religious spirits that have taken them over. It could be many things, but very sad, very sad. And as the scripture says, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Second Timothy 2.26, as we've read. So people do need to be recovered out of the snare of the devil. And people can help themselves get deliverance through repentance, through deep and sincere repentance. And many times what holds an individual bound to spirits is his unwillingness to forgive. There are people that have addictions to nicotine that for decades they've tried to, to break, tried to overcome. Sometimes it's alcohol. Sometimes it's drug addictions. And many times, it's my belief, and I could name other men of God that have the same um, conviction, but I'll, I'll leave them out of it. Um, but I believe that it is many times through a lack of forgiving the abusers that they've had in their own life. You know, somebody that can't overcome those cigarettes. They can't overcome that, whatever it is. For years they have tried. And failure after failure is a very good possibility that there's somebody in their life that they have not forgiven, okay, that have injured them at some point in their life. Someone has abused them, hurt them, abandoned them, hurt them, talked bad about them, and they still somewhere hold a grudge. They still have anger. Uh, and, and see, that spirit of unforgiveness, and I, I, I'll say it like the late T.W. Barnes said it. I like the way he said it. He said, if you want to get uh, the dead carcasses out of your backyard, uh, or if you want to get the vultures, he said, out of your backyard, you got to remove the, the dead carcasses. If you want the vultures to leave, Okay, you're going to need to remove what is attracting them. Unforgiveness attracts evil spirits. Like fear attracts the devil. When I say the devil, I mean his, you know, his, his realm, his, his uh, influences, his army, his, you know, those evil spirits that he's over. I don't mean just him, but Fear attracts the enemy, just like faith attracts God, because fear is an attribute of Satan, like faith is an attribute of God. It's a fruit of the Spirit, of course, a fruit of the Holy Spirit that we have in our life. And so 
open we open doors or we have open doors at points in our life so how does a spirit an evil spirit enter a person through open doors and the most common open door for an evil spirit to give them a right to an opening to enter is willful sin willful sin okay person may have never known god but they are just you know take a person take a person that is basically free of deep deep immoral sins okay just they're not really into that but they're they're not living for god but they're not really like super immoral you know pretty much probably every sinner has some immorality to them but i you know what i mean but let's just say they're not super immoral but you take a person let's just say give you an example how this could work take a person that is just you know an average guy or lady and they sit down at the computer and for some reason a temptation comes to them and let's say this temptation of the thought of maybe just wanting to look into read about uh inquisitive about same sex relationships they've never been involved in one never desired but for whatever reason they just open that computer up and type something in until they find something and they begin to read upon it next thing you know they they've got this opening on the internet and we're not talking about a person that was really that immoral but i'm just giving you an example how a door can be open and how a spirit can enter a person so they've opened the door on the internet now they've been on there for 30 minutes an hour let's just say they've been reading you know uh then maybe next thing you know they they go to another site and there's pictures of men and men and women and women keeping this g-rated and you know next thing you know that leads one thing to another thing to another and maybe they they close that down they never really got into anything serious but tomorrow next day something happens it just wow and, and they go back and they go back and next thing you know they're looking at things and they've opened a door to something and now day after day week after week month after month now they have actually begun to mentally engage and visually engage in great, great immorality, just just uh, debauchery. See, now they have an addiction. Now they have an addiction. They're a spirit. They opened a door that they should have never opened. They were not immoral. I'm just giving you a hypothetical. Okay. We know this stuff happens, but I'm breaking it down to say this is how a door is open. Okay, this is why the internet is so dangerous. Okay, uh, young people have to be governed, uh, just you know, because there's you know should be hopefully innocent young children. The devil wants to ensnare people, young and old. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So next thing you know, this person where weeks before they had no, no drive, but now something drives them, drives them, drives them. And now they have this evil and wicked. Next thing you know, they're out into taverns and bars and they're running with people that they would have never ran with. And now they're involved 
Again, keeping it G-rated. You know what I mean, okay? And they are now addicted. They are now going into a lifestyle that is so far out there and a spirit. Now, they need deliverance. If they ever come to God, that those demons don't just leave when a person repents. And I know some might think that. But you yourself, listening, you yourself may have continual temptations. Now, it could be your flesh. I'm not saying it's evil spirit because this flesh is going to be tempted just because it's we're born in sin. This is there's nothing holy about this flesh. There's nothing holy about our flesh at all. Okay? Uh, the devil sinned uh in heaven. He rebelled against God when there was no devil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, okay? when the devil tempted them. But you don't have to have the devil. All you need is your own carnal flesh to do wrong. So when when a person continually does wrong in an area, next thing you know, if it's two times or 10 or 50 times, at some point, they, if they're not careful, they're going to open a door that they may never shut. Okay, what they've done, they have allowed a spirit to enter into their life and take control in a certain aspect, a certain way of, of their thoughts and control them. Well, praise the Lord. We're going to take a quick break. I've got more awesome con- content for you. So hang on. We'll be right back. Hey, I want to tell you about my book entitled Satan, Demons, and You. Hi, this is Charles Rodas. I want to give you a few testimonies of others that have read this book. One is by Pastor Larry G. He says, great book. I have used these methods many times in Jesus' name. I appreciate this book very much. Another one by He Chose Me says, if you want to understand the enemy and how to fight a spiritual battle, this book will help you. This book with the scriptures to confirm what is written. Very easy to read. And another testimony by Shelley says, Every Christian needs this book. This man has great knowledge and understanding. I have read this book many times. Well, my friend, you can get this paperback or the Kindle edition on Amazon. Go there now and read more about it. Blessings. Well, praise the Lord. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, this subject here of how does an evil spirit enter a person? How does that happen? Well, we're going to go into that just a, uh, just a little bit more here. And like I said, T.W. Barnes says, if you want to get the vultures out of your backyard, get rid of the carcasses. Get rid of things that are in your house. People keep, you know, packages of cigarettes. And they, you know, don't keep, people keep, I've heard of people keeping things like that. And a tire that should not be worn uh, by a godly person, a, you know, righteous, uh, Holy Ghost filled person. Get rid of anything that can look like 
evil and sin. Don't don't have things in your home that you used to partake of because they may attract. They may attract. Oh, oh, there's no may about it. They will attract. Somebody said, well, you're too, you know, you're too, you know, you're weird. That's weird. No, it's not weird. We are human beings, but we are spirits with a body. And uh, this is a very spiritual world and most don't understand it. And um, so, yeah, like I said, if you need to forgive, you need to forgive because those that unforgiveness is an open door for spirits as well to take a hold of your life and uh, torment you. you. Say, well, Christians can't be tormented. Well, <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't, I don't think uh, too many would uh, say that. Uh, Christians everywhere are tormented. It's unfortunate, but there's a lot of people walking around with fear and anxiety and anxiety attacks and. You just all manner of things going on in their lives. So uh, let's read another scripture. First Kings 14, 22. And Judah did evil in the sight of the Lord. Okay, when you do evil, something can happen. And they provoked him to jealousy with their sins, which they had committed above all that their fathers had done. Judah was committing sins and provoking the Lord even above all that their fathers had done. They were doing more wicked. These generational curses. Okay. Somebody's parents were smokers. Guess what? It's a good possibility that those children will be smokers. Okay. Parents were non-smokers. Guess what? It's a good possibility those children will be non-smokers. Mom and dad were drinkers. It's a good possibility that those kids will be drinkers. Take a couple parents that never drank. It's a good possibility that their kids will never drink. Why? Because the sins of the fathers are handed down to the next generation. And those are spirits that are imparted by example. They don't have to. Those kids don't have to. They make their own decision. But... It's easy to give in and it's easy to say yes to things where the prominent people in your life are doing them. And you pick up those spirits and those addictions and those willful sins and then you open doors where children, young people, young adults now are tormented by spirits. And one demon will attract another. They will bring in as many as they can to take control of an individual and even possess them. Well, the Bible says, Jesus said, the devil cometh not but for to steal, kill, and destroy. This is why I've always preached. I've always taught. If you found yourself that you have sinned, don't don't hold on to that for days and weeks. You say, well, you you made a big mistake on Monday. Don't hold on to that till Sunday church. You know, pre-pentant church. No, repent today. Repent. You don't want an open door. You don't want an open door. If you leave that open, okay, you you got to close that door. You've got to close that door. You don't want uh, people backslide, don't they? How do they backslide? Because they leave doors open. They've made mistakes and they leave doors open. Oh, my brother, my sister, I don't want to leave no doors open to that devil. Praise the Lord. You've got to, you may have to get rid of things. Things that can even be legitimate that others can maybe enjoy that are not wrong at all, but maybe it's a weakness to you. 
say, well, I, 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 you know, I'm really strong in that area now. And it used to be a big weakness to me. And I used to live that way, but now I'm saved. And I can, I think I can go around and not be affected. No, my brother, sister, don't go around it. Don't, don't be influenced. Don't try to prove how strong you are by going around it and resisting it, but show how strong you are by, by not even going around it. That's right. Show yourself strong by not even getting near it. That's resist the devil. Resist being around that, praise God. That's right. By 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 possibility, you you slip up a little bit and now that door is open again. Oh my, how long did it take for you to get the victory? How long did it take for you to get your deliverance? How long? And uh Again, so many people backslide and they open themselves up to, they, they leave the church bitter. They, they get bitter at the preacher. They get bitter at somebody that hurt them that said such and such. They never got an apology. If they did get an apology, maybe they didn't forgive. It's on them. Regardless, it's on them. You know, if somebody's lost and they go to hell, they can't blame anybody. You know, we got to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. I don't want no open doors to to demon spirits to come. And, you know, the the evil spirits don't die. Isn't it something we read so much about it in the Gospels and we read about it in the book of Acts? But we don't see too much demonstrated about it in, in too many churches. Why? Well, one reason is the devil has learned here in America, these evil spirits have got a little smarter and they've known how to disguise themselves. But, you know, the demons are not all knowing, you know, they learn just like we do. They just, the Bible says that the angels are just, you know, they're a little bit above us or we're, we're a little bit below them in creation. And that's good angels and fallen angels. So they're, they're not too far above us. And they do learn, okay? They don't know it all. They're they're not God. We've talked about that, and you know that anyway. But uh, you, you've got to understand that we don't want to open doors. We want to close doors, and we, we don't want to give place. Who was it? was it? Was it Peter? Was it James? James, I think. He said, neither give place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil. Don't give him opportunity. Don't give him a, a starting point. Don't give him anything. You know, you take you take, uh, you, take uh, you know parents that don't live for God that use foul language and you just four letter words just constantly. You know what their kids do? <clears throat> yeah, you know what their kids do when they're not around. Because they may not be allowed to do that in front of them, but when they go to school. Guess what they're doing? They're out in the neighborhood. Guess what they're doing? They're using that language. A lot of them are. Oh, they're using those same foul words. They may be five years old, eight, ten years old, and they're using those dirty, foul cuss words because when they go home, that's all they hear. And the mom and or the dad have cussing spirits. That's right. They can't quit cussing. Just like alcoholics can't quit drinking. That's right. Smokers can't quit smoking many times on their own. They're addicted. There's a spirit that has got to be driven out. I was preaching in a place many years ago, uh, preaching uh, just a one-night revival service out of state. And uh, 
the, the Lord led me at the end of the service and I'd finished preaching, but the Lord led me back to a man in the back of the church and he was standing there and worshiping. And, but I laid hands on him, didn't know why I began to pray for him and the Holy Ghost began to move upon him. And I didn't know what happened to him, but he'd had the Holy Ghost. He, he was baptized in Jesus name, but I saw him one or two years later, I think about two years later and at another church, he came and he, he was in the service and I was preaching again, at this other church and he's came up to him, brother Rodas. He says, do you remember me? I said, well, you know, remind me uh, something like that. I said, well, he began to tell me about, you know, how I prayed for him. And, well, the point of the matter was he began to tell me how he had been addicted to cigarettes. You know, he's got the Holy Ghost. You say, well, he can't be addicted. Well, Holy Ghost filled people do all kinds of things that are wrong. And sometimes they're doing that. So you can't tell me I've known too many people. I've been in this too long. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they can do wrong. They're not going to get by with it. But you know what? He told me how he got his deliverance. Now, one or two years had went by. He said that night, boy, smoking two and three packs a day. But that night, God delivered him in that service. He told me about a couple years before. He said, listen, God delivered me that night. I've been free ever since. And I praise God. He was just giving me testimony how that happened that night. You know what happened? That spirit that had latched hold of him when he was a young man, teenager, I don't know how long, been smoking for decades, but that spirit left him. That He was delivered that night of that addiction of that nicotine spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Well, anyway, well, that's just one miracle. I could give you more examples of those types of things. I'm not going to. We're going to talk about, uh, we're not going to get into it tonight. But I, I will talk about this. I believe we're going to do an oh my uh, another episode on this, uh, Lord willing. And, and I want to talk about your authority. I want to talk about your authority that God has given you, and what authority means, and how you are to utilize the authority this Bible has given you that Jesus Christ gave you. And declared that every believer should have by the name of Jesus. And so I want to talk to you about that because I want to see some people delivered and freed. And again, if you don't have my book, Satan, Demons, and You, um, uh, just touched on a few things there that I touched on in the book. And if you haven't, and if you haven't given us a five-star rating, hey, praise God, do that. If you feel we're worthy and uh, the the podcast is blessing you, subscribe to this podcast to get the latest content every time, and get notified on your phone. And there's a comment area uh, on Spotify, and possibly other platforms. Leave me a comment if you have a question. I'll see if I can answer that question. All right. Thanks for listening to Everything Apostolic. This is Brother Rodas. Until next time, blessings to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www. 
www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis' books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name. found the everything apostolic podcast delight your soul feed your spirit and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing miracles end time prophecy holiness and everything that apostolics love and now here's your host pastor author blogger and teacher charles rodas